Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Everybody, welcome to episode three of the Real Flicks podcast. I'm Mason Merritt, and I'm coming to you today with some somber news. Cody Redfield and Josh Needle, my dear co-hosts, have been brutally murdered. The suspect is still on the loose. He has black hair, glasses, and he's directing the new Star Wars film. It's been a troubling time for us all. We miss them dearly, but we will persevere without them no, i'm kidding of course they're not dead yet they got a few more months to go cody josh how's it going great i'm so happy <laughs> nice well guys in case you didn't know we got a star wars trailer last night that was the last of the three theatrical trailers and uh you know before we get to all that i i want to go over with you guys the fact that star wars i think what was it maybe for the fifth or sixth time, literally broke the internet. Yes, it did. Multi- every, any, any ticket, movie ticket buying website, anywhere, crashed because of the overwhelming demand. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk, about, talk about that too. And I, I read, Josh, I think it might have been through your Twitter account that Star Wars, as far as pre-sales go, uh, the, la- the most, what was the most pre-sales? Uh, it, it broke yeah. uh, the last Hunger Games movies record mm-hmm. and by, it broke it Times eight. <laughs> so, like, for every ticket Hunger Games sold, Star Wars sold eight. Yes. And that's just pre-sale. That's, but that's way more anticipated, though, the last Hunger Games movie. Right? Remember when we thought, when that was reported? People oh thought that for, like, six seconds? Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, before we get into the trailer, guys, I want to talk to you about a couple things. First of all, do you have your tickets? Yep. Yes. I actually have two tickets. Excellent. Uh, so I, let's start with you, Josh. What uh, what was your experience like in the ticket buying process, and where'd you end up? Um, it was at, it started out uh, as a nightmare that I will never forget. Um, I went on Fandango because my whole thing is because my my lovely parents are decided this is the year we're going to go on vacation in December, nice. and this is the of course the weekend we're going or is you know when star wars is coming out so it's going to make my whole thing complicated <laughs> so where are you going you know, by the way i'm going to florida uh, okay. um and then we're going on a cruise for a couple of days oh nice um but the days luckily i i had to um i had to like i i made like made sure that the day we leave for the cruise isn't until after it comes out nice. <laughs> so like i ha- like they were like they when they first told me this i was like well well what are we doing and they're like, why is it so important? I just like find. I was like, because Star Wars comes out. <laughs> don't understand, they're, they're, mom. They're, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, and I'm just like, just you, you up, don't mom. understand. You just Star don't Wars. get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much happened. But uh, they, so you're seeing you know, it in Florida. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, uh, 
I'm going, my whole thing is I'm getting off a plane on the night of the 16th, and then I'm going to the marathon where uh, they do all six uh, movies. Bro, I did that. Then, excuse me. I did that for uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, really? It was awesome. Oh, that was great awesome. for the Dark Knight trilogy. I did that too. Well, AMC? I uh, know. I went to Regal. I didn't know they had it. Oh, yep, Ithaca. Nice. They had the recliners. It's pretty yeah. sick. Sorry, Josh. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm doing it at the uh, Cinemark they have there because I'm, I'm going there and then I'm dropping because we're staying at a friend of my parents for a couple of days before we leave. And then I'm dropping all my stuff off, and then Dad's taking me to the theater and drop me off there, and I'm going to be there from, uh, like, 1 in the morning until God only knows what time the, that night. So, um, yeah, it's going to be long. But the thing is, it's a um, – they have the first six movies in 2D, and then they have The Force Awakens in 3D. But Ooh, I can't stand 3D, so I bought another ticket for the 2D showing at 7 o'clock. Okay. So – uh, so you know. So are you bailing there? on that marathon to go to a different theater? Yeah. Nice. Wait, so, uh, okay, so the morning of the 17th, right? Yeah. You're getting there at 1 o'clock in the morning? I might I might get there because, obviously, because I'm not going to be able to drive anywhere, so my parents are going to have to drive me. Yeah. So I don't want them driving me at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning or whatever because it doesn't start till 3 o'clock. Um, okay. So they're probably going to drop me off at, like, midnight or whatever. Oh, wow. So I'm probably going to end up sleeping... <laughs> In the theater lobby <laughs> for like three hours before it starts. You're gonna be up for 24 hours. In a row. It's gonna kill me. Uh, um, but then, really I mean, I ha- you can fall asleep during Attack of the Clones. Yeah, much, yeah. yeah, that's kind of part. Of, my plan is kind of like because t- obviously there's breaks between each movie, so I'm gonna try yeah. and get like little power naps in, and then for the pretty much the majority of Phantom Menace, like I'm gonna try and sleep for like the first hour. I'm gonna wake up, watch the pod race, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm gonna wake up, watch the Darth Vader, du- Darth uh, Maul duel. And then I'm going to go back to sleep, and then I'm probably going to wake up sometime during Attack of the Clones. You're Sorry. out of your mind. You're going <laughs> to die. You I am really going to die. I am going to die. <laughs> Literally. Um, and wow. then I'll respect, probably watch though. the next four. So. And then, yeah, so about getting the tickets. So last mm-hmm. night I went on Fandango, and I tried to, uh, I finally, like, because it was supposed to go on sale at, like, 10, right? Mm-hmm. And then oh, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, they're on sale now, because whatever. I think wanna... what they, the reason they did that is I think they they tried to catch people off guard, so then like the tickets would just be gone really quickly, or they they get the initial rush out because you know people are like we're gonna be waiting by the computers at until ten o'clock and immediately go. So you mean me? To, yeah, so they threw it on a little bit earlier to maybe catch people off guard, but it still destroyed their websites. Yeah, I love um, that. Cause, well, because I was thinking like it might have just been like a game, like a thing of like which site can get the most traffic to it to get the most sales because there's Fandango and then there's each individual like theater site mm-hmm. I figured maybe it was just one of them like playing dirty or something trying to put like cheating going first before they're allowed to but I have no idea either way the tickets went up earlier than I expected and so they went up and I'm on Fandango and every time I refresh it it's getting slower and slower <laughs> and I can't get my freaking ticket um, mm-hmm. and finally, I'm like, eventually I get to the site or my location where I'm supposed to get tickets and it says, Oh, uh, Fandango actually doesn't partner with this theater. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, okay. I just spent like 20 minutes trying to get these things. So then eventually I get to the Cinemark website and I got my ticket there. But the, even that it was like, I could tell like every, <laughs> every, like with each passing minute, like every site I would try would get slower and slower of more people getting on it. It was insane. It's 
crazy. Yeah. So, but you got him. Yeah, I got him. I got him last night. Did they have assigned seating, or is it just? No, I don't. I don't do reserve seating ever. Oh really? No. Hmm. Okay. Well. Uh, awesome. Well, wh- where do you usually sit when you see movies? I'm gonna ask. Um. Well, the thing is, because I for like pretty much my whole life I've gone to the same theater, but yeah. only recently I've started going to another theater because I live somewhere else. But for the majority, yeah, there's like there's you know how there's usually like that bar. Yeah, like, yeah. There, and then there's the seats behind. I usually try to sit in the middle seat behind that front row bar because mm-hmm. it's kind of like right in the middle where it's like you can look up at the screen, but it's not too low. Right. And then I get like a place to put my feet. Yeah. Plus so. footrest. Yeah. That's the same place I go to. Yeah. That's that's interesting because I I sit in the lower section, maybe three or four rows down, because I personally like. I my mo- I went to see Inside Out my mom and she wanted to sit all the way at the top like at the very top of the theater it was a small stadium I guess but I I just cannot stand seeing people like moving around or like people getting up to go to the bathroom or the lights that. on the side it distracts the hell out of me so I, I usually sit down there so the, the basically my field of vision is the screen like it takes up my entire eyesight because I just get too distracted. That's just one of the stupid, weird things about me. Uh, Cody, what about you? How, how did your ticket thing go? I know, it, I, based on your social media posts, I don't think it went well. Have <laughs> you ever seen Saving Private Ryan? Oh, my God. You know the beginning yeah, of like Saving Private started. Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to that. Jesus oh my God. I was stressed out the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I was scared that I was going to get sold out, which I wasn't. I wasn't even close to being sold out. I don't know. I, this is the first time I've ever reserved tickets so early for a movie. Yeah, same. So I didn't know, like, what the etiquette was. So I was freaking out. When I saw you got yours, I was like, what? This is so stupid. What are you doing, Syracuse? You're killing me. <laughs> but, so basically I went to bed, and around midnight I was like, eh, whatever. I'm defeated. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and I was like, yeah, let's check. Why not? And I saw, oh, Regal, you finally caught up. Yeah. Let me buy a ticket. So I buy two seats in the IMAX for 7 o'clock on Thursday. And I read the map wrong of seats. Oh, I, yeah. So okay. I uh, I reserved two seats for the uh, second row closest to the screen. But... Nice. It was soon rectified. I so, I sold them back and I got two new tickets. But yeah, I'm very excited. Where whereabouts are you? Um, the middle. Okay. On the very uh, most extreme right. Oh, but okay. at least I get a place to put my seat, my feet. That's true. That's true. Well, I I bought mine about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I I actually ran into the same problem that you did, Cody. I um I. You know, I bought the. Uh, well, I noticed it before I actually bought them, but I didn't figure out the, like, oh, there's the screen. I don't want to, you know, have my neck snapped in half. I <laughs> do that. But I also got a couple IMAX seats for. Uh, I think I I've, I got mine for Friday night. At I think eleven o'clock, something like that. But I might I I bought them for a friend and I I, I might upgrade to, uh, at, I guess. Opening night, but also like at one in the morning or something like that, depending. I, I don't know. I want to. I'm kind of. Should I should I go for actual opening night or should I wait till Friday night where I have a better seat? Because my, my seat my seat on Friday evening 
is like dead on, a couple rows up. I'm going to say perfect. for you, it'll be fine if you wait. But yeah. the, my, the friend that I'm going with is, she's along the same lines of Star Wars as you guys. Well, so, then be a good friend. Yeah, you know. be a good friend and do it. I asked her. I, I told her I got the tickets just so we had them. I'm like, hey, do you want to go at like 2 in the morning to see the movie? Because we can. I mean, whatever. But, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, but I'll see the movie. I've actually been in that situation where like I'm like a diehard fan of something and someone else is going with me. Yeah, and they like can't make it to like the opening night, but they have to. We have to wait like two days, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's it's fine, it's fine. But inside, but I'm, I'm like dying inside. It's not fine. <laughs> it's not fine. But I'll see the movie. So that's pretty cool. They got uh, Regal at least for the IMAX. They have assigned seating. So yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be curious to see the people that try to upgrade. You know, see if they actually enforce it at Syracuse. Oh, they they better they for this they gotta so. Right bef- before we break down the trailer, you guys, uh, so get your tissues ready. Yeah. Need some lotion. I'll be right back. Oh, God. I, th- <laughs> I was going to go there, but I knew you would. You need to do it. <laughs> what do you guys think about, since we're getting close and we've seen the ticket sales, so there is a little bit of concrete data to go behind it, what do you think, first of all, the opening weekend for this movie is, and does it, by the time it's done in theaters, is it the highest grossing film of all time? I'm I'm almost 100% yes on both. I think um, opening weekend, it's going... I think it's going to be the highest grossing movie of the year. I think it's going to be Jurassic World. I think it's going to be the highest grossing opening weekend of all time. Because, I mean, look at that pre-sale. Like, yeah. it, eight times... Eight times of Hunger Games, which make, like, 120, 130-something. That's mm-hmm. insane. People, so, those converse, yeah, those, yeah, conversations, those conversations always, always seemed a little, like, I don't know, flippant, flippant almost. Because yeah. so, we yeah, don't, we know. don't yeah. know. No yeah. tickets have been sold. sold. We don't know the demand yeah. for it. If you're basing it off the views of the trailers, that's one thing. But now that we have actual intel. My whole thing has been, I don't know if this will be one of those multi-billion dollar hits originally. Until about a few months ago, I started turning around on this. Um... Because of the reception towards, like, the prequels, people didn't like them. And I figured, you know, since it's coming off, that's what it's coming off of. It's not coming off of Return of the Jedi. It's coming off of Revenge of the Sith, which, while it's not a terrible movie, it's not great. It's so, no empire. When we yeah. plug for ourselves for in a couple of weeks, we're going to do a retrospective, a huge episode on all the Star Wars movies. And I have some thoughts on uh, Return of the Sith. Sith. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I don't it's, think it's this, this is weird to say. I don't, I don't think it's think as good as you guys think it is, but we'll get into that conversation. What, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. We don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. Okay. I said it's not terrible, but it's not great. All right. I, it's I'm no Phantom Menace. All right, we'll get, yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Sorry, uh, Josh, keep going with the... Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's what it's coming off of. And so, I mean, people were burnt last time going to see Star Wars. And obviously, they're still going to go see it, a lot of them. But there's also a lot of them that maybe aren't, you know, they don't know, you know, what the difference between what happened with the prequels and what happens with this. You know, they don't know about the J.J. Abrams and, you know, all the, you know, all the passion and stuff that's going into this. They just know, last time Star Wars was out, it sucked. That's all they know. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I don't, I, originally that was my kind of mindset of more the general audience um, but 
now, after see, especially after these ticket sales, I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can give an exact number yet. I think it's going to be at least two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty something opening weekend. Hmm. Um, or what was Jurassic World? Do you know? I, I know it was too over two hundred. <laughs> yeah, too much. Um, I think I think that was like two ten or something. Um, yeah. and then Here, worldwide. Um, I don't know if I can say it's going to be because the thing is we haven't seen it yet so uh, it, worldwide really depends on how good it is and how many times the crazy insane people like myself see it because I'm going to see this even if it's not that great I'm going to end up seeing this thing four or five times if it's as great as I think it's going to be I can tell you right now I'm going to see this thing at least ten times <laughs> so well, to, to get some perspective Jurassic World open to $208.8 million stateside and globally 651 That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so, Josh, you think it it's the biggest opening both domestically and international of all time? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Cody, what about you? Yeah, I'm with him. I think Korea's going to eat this up. Sure. They seem to eat up everything that we like. South Korea, that is. Let's get serious. Yeah, North Korea. They don't get. They don't watch movies. Are they the ones? Are they the ones that make Transformers so much money? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I wish they didn't do that. Not bad side. So uh, now, now the question is, and I'm going to throw this one to Cody. When this is all said and done, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens slash Return of Jar Jar Binks is out on Blu-ray, out of theaters. Is it the highest-grossing film of all time? Of all time. Not adjusting for inflation, because... Not adjusting for inflation, then absolutely. Really? How long in the future are we talking? I mean... I mean, it's got to beat Avatar, which is $2.7 billion. I think it can do that. That's almost $3 billion. That's a lot of money. I know. But you got people like you, Josh. You're going to see it, what, 10 times? That's $200, even. For just for one guy, That's and imagine cool. how many of them there are. I, I think it has a real shot at doing it. I think it has a shot. I just don't know how certain. I am. Uh, well, I'm not concrete. I can't be concrete. I don't know anything about this stuff. <laughs> I think it has a shot in the, like the top three, at the very least. Oh, easy, easy yeah, top. I, three. I think Jurassic I World is number three right now. Is it really? Oh, bad. Um, then yeah, it's definitely <laughs> going to be top three. Um, Titanic is number two, right? Yeah, yep. 2.1. Okay. I think it'll you probably see, be in that range. I'm not so sure about Titanic. Or I'm not so sure about Avatar. I think it's easily going to get past Titanic, without a doubt. That's, those are... I mean, Titanic was just such a weird thing. Like, nobody... That should not make $2 billion. It's a fluke. Yeah, that's made, strange. But Avatar... The only reason I don't think it, it might not get to Avatar is because of the 3D gimmick. Like, everybody who saw Avatar saw it in 3D because it was just this humongous, enormous thing. I mean, With Star Wars... Is, Star Wars has IMAX, though. Star Wars has IMAX 3D, and I mean... I don't think enough people know about IMAX for it to be a huge difference maker. I don't... Plus, the movie's me, only got one scene in IMAX. That's true. Is it really? But, like, yeah. things like... Yeah. Like, big... There are certain movies where, like... Like, The Dark Knight uh, Rises. That was a big IMAX event. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, movies like that. So I think the big event movies, those are the ones people pay to see in yeah, yeah. IMAX. So I think that's definitely a thing. I don't know if it's real. It's it's not like the hook or the gimmick yeah, of it. Yeah. 
but it's it's, it's there. Yeah, 3D mm-hmm. isn't really the cell, I guess, with Avatar. No. Or with, uh, excuse me, with Star Wars. No, um, absolutely not. The, the cell of Star Wars is not how it's being presented. It's the fact that it's here. And I just, I think it settles in around 2.4-ish. 2.4, 2.5 billion when it's all said and done. That's just me. I can see that. I mean, I'd be happy with it. I don't know, maybe... I don't know how many people saw Avatar multiple times in theaters. I didn't. I saw it once yeah, in saw 2009, once. and that's kind of it. One of my most hated movies of all time, but whatever. Uh, oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. What? Do you guys want to throw a number out there of where you think it's going to end up? Um, I think I'm that not going to do that. <laughs> it, again, it really just depends on how good it is. But just for sake of argument, say it's the best of the bunch. Um, I'm going to say like. 2.3, 2.4 in that okay. range. I don't think it'll be number one. I think it'll probably be number two. So, Episode 8, episode eight however. Oh. That, That's... that one. Or episode 9. I think that'll all depend on yeah. how well episode 7 does. There's like a million and one factors going into that. So, By the way, how amazing is it? Or how amazing will it be that in all likelihood by the time episode 9 is out of theaters... Colin Trevorrow will probably have two of the top ten highest-grossing films of all time. Let's hope let's that's, let's nuts. that's in again. That's nuts. He's he's only done like one or two other movies, and they're like yeah. really really small. That's crazy. I, you know, <laughs> since we have a couple of minutes, we're actually a little bit behind schedule, which is kind of fun. Let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the sequels real quick. Not let's not the anthologies because those are so far up in the air. I, because we're all excited about that, but is everybody cool with Ryan Johnson? Oh, I, I, he's one of my favorite directors. He did Looper, today. right? And he yeah. did the best episode of Breaking Bad ever. Yeah, I think it was I the second to last one. Azamandius. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. Are you guys good guy... with Colin Trevorrow? I, I don't know. I trust Disney. Only movie I ever saw of him was Jurassic World. So. Yeah, I guess. I like Jurassic World. It was fun. All I'm saying is, think of all the really, really cool, really interesting forward-thinking directors that they've gotten to do, epi- you know, to do episode eight, to do the two spin-offs. These are like rising stars. And then Colin Trevorrow just he sinks to the bottom for me as a director. I don't think he's that. The thing is, I didn't hate Jurassic World. It's one of those movies where. I watched it, I had fun, and it, like it, it brought me that nostalgia. But then I watched it again, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was just a movie. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought that's that's for me. That's like a seven and seven and a half to eight kind of movie. But yeah, it just there's it seems like there's a bit of a drop off is all. And that's going to be episode nine. That's the end of the trilogy, or at least that trilogy, or whatever it ends up being. Here's the thing, though. Ryan Johnson, at least this is what the original report was that he's writing episode eight and nine. Mm-hmm. So he's huh. the one writing it, not um, Trevorrow. Because he wrote, or at least he rewrote Jurassic World. So it was, my main problem with Jurassic World was the script, not the direction. Because I, I thought it was really well directed. The action scenes were fine. They were really fun. Um, thought all the big, etc. He did a really good job with that big, you know, sci-fi epic scale. Um, and he has that kind of adventurous tone down really well. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just the story and the characters were really flat to me. So when you have someone like Ryan Johnson 
handling that aspect of it and have him just handling what you see and how it's interpreted, that gives me a lot more confidence in what yeah. we might get getting with episode nine. So. What about Cody? What do you what do you think of Colin Trevor? Yeah. Um, no, he, I think it's good. It's a good fit. I'm into it. He's good at uh, picking up somebody else's work and making it good. As we saw in Jurassic World. I'm, I guess, I guess I don't know how, but I'm more nervous about episode 9 than you guys seem to be. The thing is, it's, that's, that's, what's it, 2019? That's like four years away. Like, yeah, I'll worry time. about that when we get to it. Like, for right now, I'm, I'm more just, worried about I want the to focus Force on right now. Yeah, that's all I, I care about good. right now. Okay, alright, I can, I can respect that, so. Alright guys, buckle in. Let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the trailer. Oh god. So, uh. <laughs> Well, how this is going to work is I've got some questions, and I've got the trailer right in front of me. So if you guys want to bring it up, uh, feel yeah. free to. Are we going to do, like, frame uh, by frame or just Shot by shot. Okay, shot by cool. shot. Yeah, we're not, we're not insane. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant, not, not frame by frame. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's get started. It's first shot, which is interesting. And by the way... I must point out that they are totally ripping off The Dark Knight Rises with the with the trailer music. How? The, or at least to start off, you got the the piano notes. The da da. It's exactly from I didn't, the I didn't, Dark Knight Rises. It reminded me of another movie. It reminded okay. me. Okay. Oh, what was the? I don't remember. I saw another trailer. And it reminded me of that. Well, I didn't think of Dark Knight Rises though. Oh okay. That's that, that was just at least my first thought. Uh, so the first shot of the trailer, guys, we've got Ray. In her sort of pullover, I suppose, with the goggles and the light, and her She's looking what, awesome. What may or yep. may not be Darth Plagueis' staff. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think as as far as that goes? I, I mean, she's it's pretty clear she's like this kind of scavenger mm-hmm. on uh, Jakku. That's kind of where she is, where we meet her. So I mean, she's I I think this is a star destroyer that she's inside of. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I think yeah. it's it might actually be that one that we see in the first trailer that's crashed. Can I? Mm-hmm. Let me just point out real quick. I'm right now. We're looking at the uh, this, the clip, at least, of her going down that rope inside the down star destroyer. Yeah. What do you guys make of that shot? I love it. Yeah. That looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks epic. It looks like a video game. To me. It almost looks like a painting. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I like that, Cody. That does look like a painting. That's that's what I. Okay. I got you, guy. But I love it. It's still really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Looks, so, I just, I love the cinematography. Just, oh, yeah. it, looks, it looks really great. Then the next shot, we've got Ray walking across the sand pits of Jakku with, uh, with good old BB-8. Do you guys have the little, uh, the action figure of that? I want no. it. I want it. I really want it, but I can't afford it. So. I saw You're talking about the, the remote day. control one, right? That. Yeah. No, I don't. BB-8, more like BB great. BB great, <laughs> got him. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I just love that he's a practical effect that works like that. It looks so awesome. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. When when uh, I love when uh, R2D2 and BB-8 came out during the mm-hmm. reveal, the first trailer, the second trailer. That was the, yeah. one of the coolest things ever. Ah, BB-8, he's so adorable. Oh my god. Did you hear? Did you see the other? I guess it was. I don't know if he makes a sound in the trailer. It was one of the like the trailer for a trailer things that they, I guess, is a thing now. Um, <laughs> the one where it's just BB-8 rolling across the ground, you hear his beeping. Did you watch that? 
I think I saw that. Yeah, I thought like you get to hear like what his beeps sound like. He just he sounds really cool. Sounds Star Warsy, and I love it so much. So he seems to be raised droid. I think there was a, a behind-the-scenes picture somewhere showed uh, showed her, or at least what it looks like, her buying him off of somebody. He was sort of like hanging in that pouch. Do you remember that? Yeah. What I heard is, well, I don't know. I remember. I don't because like a lot of people have been saying this. I don't know where it came from, or where they put it from, but that he's actually because I, I guess they put it together from some other shot. I don't know. They say that he's actually uh, Poe Dameron's droid. Oh, uh, he's um in Poe's X-wing. Yeah, that that's what it was. So cool. I don't know because because I assume this is all like beginning of the movie stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, like all the stuff with her. So I don't know why he's with uh, BB-8 with her if he belongs to him, or maybe he becomes Poe Dameron. I don't know. I mean, but, it's kind of like a uh, in a new hope. Exactly. R2 yeah. was uh, Leia's droid first. That's true. That's true. Exactly where I was going to go with that. That's so cool. Parallels, man. Parallels. Yeah. So the next shot we see. Uh, can't really tell what it is, but it looks it's like, like a, I think it's a ship taking off. I don't know. The, I don't know. The, I probably don't know the names as well as you guys. But you're right. It's uh, taking off into the air, and Ray is Ray's looking wistfully. Yeah. She's staring off she, into the distance. She's so like reminding me of Luke Skywalker right now. Mm. Just like she has that, like I just want to get out of here. I want to go on an adventure. I want to do something with my life. Come drink your bil- blue milk, Luke. <laughs> God, how gross was that? Uh, so it's, there's something I want to point out in the background. Oh, never mind. That's a different shot. So yeah, we got Ray chilling. The Lucasfilm banner. Interesting that they're not uh, no Disney, no Disney in front of it. I know this is a Lucasfilm property. I like this yeah. stuff, but. So the next so shot we get is uh, an over-the-shoulder the of all the cool stormtroopers. I love troopers. this shot. Yeah, it's the First Order. Yeah, chilling with, the, chilling with the, first the First Order. And then, I'm not still sure... Haven't seen, still haven't seen Supreme Leader Snoke. Nope. Interesting. You mean Darth Plagueis? Supreme Leader Snoke, yeah. Dark Luke. <laughs> um, I'm not sure who that guy that they're... I'm, because up at the top, who they're kind of, I guess, taking order from or listening to is some kind of speech from somebody, and I'm pretty sure, because you can see in the back behind the main guy, it looks like Captain Phasma with that, like, cape. Uh Uh-huh. Um. I think that's probably Daniel Glisson. That's what I'm thinking, too. Whatever his name, I don't know what his name is. I originally thought that was Snoke, but now I'm looking at it closer, and, like, it seems more like this kind of, like, general uniform. Rather than like a Sith or some kind, so I'm pretty sure that's um, his character, uh, General Hux. That's what his name is. Ah, uh, pretty cool pretty shot cool. though on the ice yeah. planet. Yep. Yeah. Neo it, Hoth, if you would. Yeah. Is do you, I don't know if this is Hoth or just another snow planet. It's yeah. probably not Hoth. I'd like to I like to point out something and get your thoughts on it. So with the original trilogy, we've got. In the original Star Wars, it's very desert-centric. Episode 5 is much more, has a winter feel. And then Episode 6, they've got the forest. Mm-hmm. Something I've noticed is that between the trailers and some of the, well, actually just mainly the trailers, even though there's some promotional images, it seems like they're hitting all those spots. Yeah, I noticed that too. 
It's kind of cool. I like that. Anybody? Is there anything to make of that or any I feel, I can, you have? I think maybe they're kind of not doing like a greatest hits thing, but kind of they're just kind of maybe. I mean, because I don't even know if these are all the same planets. With like, I don't know if the stuff we see in the forest is Andor. I don't know if the stuff on the snow is Hoth. But um, it's interesting that they're kind of. I mean, they are. Yeah, they're hitting all the different locations. I wonder if they're going to do like take because where haven't they gone yet? Have they gone underwater? Uh, yeah, episode yeah, one, dude. That, that, what <laughs> Camino movie? is kind of. Uh... I don't. I don't know of any episode one. I only know of those three movies. Camino. Can we just say Camino was freaking cool, man. That was cool. I did. I did. That was, think awesome. that was cool. I know it was. I like. I, I just but... liked all the stuff with Obi Wan. True. Playing detective. So yeah. so cool. All right. So every they're at the whole pep rally. Pep rally. Then the next shot we get is something we've seen at least from a different angle already, yeah. and that's John Boyega taking off his bloody stormtrooper helmet, losing his religion, if you would. Uh, and then. He, on this shot, he says the line. We haven't really talked about any of the dialogue yet, actually. Oh, um, I was going to hit that at the end. Yeah, okay. We're going purely um, visual. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, he is taking off somewhere, um, his Stormtrooper helmet. And, um, I mean, it's pretty clear now that, like, he's... He... Because you see in the shot after this... I think it's after this. Yeah, the one after this, you see this uh, TIE fighter, like, crashing... Like kind of explodes and like falls to the ground. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting the pieces get together, and um, we'll do it at the end. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, I think his character is kind of this kind of. I don't know if I'd say a rogue. He's like, I don't know. He he's turning from the dark side. Or, he's obviously defecting. And yeah, he is really he's sweaty. Really sweaty. <laughs> well, something happened. You can tell that is by his that helmet. is the rock level of sweat right there. <laughs> so then, uh, next shot we get is what we assume to be Finn's X-wing being blown out of the sky by um, Tie Fighter. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you ever even watched Star Wars? My god! I don't know oh the names, man. Name all of you two's albums. Why don't you? I can't name one. Uh, Joshua Tree. <laughs> Shut up. Songs of Innocence. That's two. Feed. Eleven more. That's all I got. That's all. Yeah. But don't begrudge. I don't know the names of these damn things. <laughs> and oh, then, by the way, is it AT-AT or ATAT? Oh. No one knows. Okay. I say ATAT, but. Hmm. Now here's a real question, Josh. I'm gonna ask you this. Do you know what tie stands for? I've heard it. I don't remember. Toothpaste inside of ears. It's twin ion engine. It's nothing. It's not. I just I thought you might know. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> and then hold so, on. Uh, I don't know if yeah, you guys, yeah. the that shot. It's the only time in any of the footage we've seen. There's a lens flare in there. A classic JJ <laughs> Abramsism. Who cares? Honestly, <laughs> when people complain about the lens flare, I know. shut up. I know. I'm just. Shut I'm just up. having fun. With that. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I actually love when he does his lens flares. I think they look cool. So. Except in the first ten minutes of Star Trek, when it's literally in every single shot. Yeah. But speaking I think of it cool, cool, how awesome is the sh- is just the transition of the Tie Fighter being shot at and then falling? Yeah, and going from a black backdrop to the what looks like Jakku's black drop. That is so freaking cool. Yeah. And then uh, next shot we get is John Boyega 
coming out, uh, what we assume to be his TIE fighter. Yeah. Yes. I was ready to get yelled at. Yeah, looking, overlooking uh, Jakku, where Ray is probably mm-hmm. chilling. Why, by the way, why jacket? Why a jacket and long sleeve shirt, long pants? Come on, man. Rip the sleeves off. We know you can, John Boyega. <laughs> so, he's hanging out there. Still hanging out there. A couple more shots of him. And then, this is cool. Kylo Ren aboard what looks to be a Star Destroyer? Maybe? I don't really know yet. I think it's the um, the Starkiller base. But it's pretty pretty red. Well, because, no, it's, that's what the... Um, the First Order's uh, new base is, or what? whatever. Oh, is that the new Death Star? Yeah. That's interesting well, that he is, JJ's reusing the term Starkiller, because that was, of course, yeah, that was Luke Skywalker's from Force. original name. Yeah, and it was also in the uh, Force Unleashed video game. The best video, video game, game ever! Yes, it is. It's awesome. Because multiple colored lightsabers. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, so yeah. Kylo Ren's doing his thing. Probs killing that, people. This, this, is, this is my favorite moment in the entire thing. Freaking it's awesome. Sick shot. Close up of Kylo Ren's mask. That, by the way, does have some dents in it. Yep. Is that important? <laughs> sure, I mean, it's something like, to do with something. He's probably had his share of fighting. So, I mean... I don't know. I, mean, yeah, I, I may have not just noticed before, but... That's something that kind of caught my attention. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, because we haven't really seen it, like, close up before. Or that close up. Kylo says some cool stuff, checks out Darth Vader's helmet. And a point that I heard brought up that I never really considered before is the fact that nobody really knows that Darth Vader turned at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, I guess they don't. So Kylo Ren is, like, he still thinks that Vader was this... That's Ultimate true. Badass. I never really thought about that. Very interesting. That's probably where that uh, comes from. I'd imagine that's going to be a. That could definitely be a. That could definitely be a plot point in Kylo Ren's. Yeah. Uh, story at some point. Big dramatic reveal, I suppose. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. So we get some more cool shots of the helmet, and then this is this is what's got got me the most sight. You have Kylo Ren with the hood. I want to know what he's doing. Looks like he's torturing Poe Dameron. Oh, it looks so cool. I can't do it. Does he have the Force? Or what's going on there? Does Kylo Ren have the Force? Because he's just like waving his hand over him. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Or it could be... I kind of... When I first saw it, in addition to like, oh, maybe he's using the Force, screwing with his mind or whatever, but it kind of reminds me of when they blew up Alderaan back when. It could be that kind of situation. He's interrogating him for information, blows up the planet. And then you see that that next shot is that explosion, so... Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, They'd be hitting some of the same marks. Yeah, I don't think they would do that. At at a point, it just goes from um, homage to ripping off. Ripping off of yourself. Basically. He's just, he's kind of... Because he's obviously being like, he's in pain for some reason. But I don't know if it would be because a planet's getting destroyed or anything like that. I don't think he's watching anything. I think something's happening to him. No, yeah, I think um, Kylo Ren is definitely a uh, dark Jedi, so he has the Force. Yeah. 
Like you mentioned, that next shot is what looks like the forest of central New York being blasted to smithereens. I hope it's us, we go. Rip us. Yeah. Which, I mean, which kind of an interesting way, the, the, the blast coming towards the camera transitions into the back burner to the Millennium Falcon. Sliding through Jakku, chased by some TIE fighters towards the Star Destroyer. Is that, do you think that's possibly, just doing, connecting the dots here, since Ray was there to start the trailer and the Millennium Falcon's coming through, maybe that's where she first saw the Millennium Falcon. And she saw the stuff going down, and maybe that inspired her, or she tracked down the Millennium Falcon, wherever it was. I'm not no? sure about that. Okay. That's just an idea. I, just a thought. I think the first, because that would be like the first time her and Han, at least in the movie, interact, right? Yeah, yeah. roughly. I'm, think, Again, I'm thinking know. more, I'm not sure if that's how it would go down, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, so Millennium Falcon leads him on a merry chase through uh, the wasteland, I guess, of old Empire stuff. And this is the most, I think this is the most interesting part of the trailer. Well, the voiceover sort of mentions um, the story, I guess, or like the stories, or the story's true, with Rey and Finn on the Millennium Falcon with some sick holograms. And then Han Solo says, as we both know, yes, it's all true. What Something to that effect. Yeah, the, the dark side, the Jedi... Yeah, it's yeah. all it's real, or they're real. Very interesting. Yeah, and just just like, I just like looking at this. Like, look at the, like how the action looks. Yeah, and like it look it looks like Star Wars. It feels like real. It feels like that. It has that epic scope. It doesn't feel like a product or this like boring like, <laughs> political B camera, camera machine. Yeah, it's they're not. It's it just it feels right. So. Then we got the Millennium Falcon going into hyperdrive. Oh my god, you're killing me! It's so good. It's is, it, so, is it hyperdrive? It's hyper. It's whatever. Hyperspeed. Hyperspeed. Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. That's not something that annoys me. That's that totally one. Because <laughs> I've heard hyperspace, hyperspeed. The, the hyperdrive is what controls hyperspeed. Okay. Let me hold on. Let me grab my pen. Yeah, write this shit down. <laughs> so. Take some notes. You're gonna be tested on this later. Does it, is, is it just me, or does this look totally like Star Trek, with the Falcon going through that? I mean, hyperspeed is pretty... I mean, it's they had it they had in Star Trek, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure looks, that's where I got it from, so... It just looks well, I mean, Star Trek was basically... I'm talking about J.J.'s Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking more about, like, the original, like, the concepts oh. that the originals had, like, into what, um, like, A New Hope had. That Lucas kind of based things off of, because mm-hmm. it's not that's not the first time we've ever seen a ship go into hyperspeed. No, so. it's definitely not. Next shot, guys. Kylo Ren. Chilling. Oh, there we go. In the, the rain, it looks to be the Knights of Ren, possibly since they're dead all, bodies all in black. everywhere. How cool is that? It's epic. In <sighs> Such a good way. shot. I can't. <laughs> I, I need this movie. And then we got the, a shot we've seen a couple times before, the X-Wings. Makes me happy every time I see it. Staying pretty close to the lake for some reason. Then, so they can have cool water effects. True, true. Then what? A very interesting shot with a bunch of uh, stormtroopers and wreckage. Yep. More space battles with the uh, X-Wings and the TIE fighters, all that good stuff. I really love these new stormtroopers. 
Like, oh, the, yeah. ju- like also like just the design. I think actually their helmet design is like it's my favorite so far of what we've seen. I think it looks really sleek. Um, looks really coolly designed, and it looks like they're actually going to be like legitimately like like badass this time. They're not just going to be like, kind of like bumbling around shoot and miss kind of Getting jokes. killed by a bunch they, of teddy bears. There's got to be <laughs> there's got to be a joke at some point in this movie where somebody calls the attention that stormtroopers never never hit anything. That would be the coolest be funny. self-aware thing. That would be a great Han Solo joke. Like, do you guys have, do you guys do you guys hit anything? Well, if someone was like picking on Finn, that'd be even better. Or if there was a scene where he couldn't shoot anybody. Or or when, when he's like out of the out of the uh, gear and stuff, he's like, oh man, my aim's way better without that suit. That'd be so funny. Let me see uh, Poe Dameron, which is a cool name. Uh, yep. Scooting underneath the next wing, slapping yep. Finn on the shoulder. I, I love I love this shot so much because it's just like it's something we don't ever we've never seen something like that in Star Wars where it's like I mean it's not that big a deal it's just like it's like it's a very fluid camera movie yeah it's you know really sturdy really steady camera but it's like swift and fast paced it's moving around it's just, it looks really cool where it's kind of transitions from one character to another in another direction I just thought that looked cool. So next, some more shooty blasty stuff from the X-wing, more explosions, and we'll cut. We'll jump ahead just a quick second to what looks like Ray, Finn, Han, BB-8, and some guy going to a temple. There's a bunch of flags. It looks like Glastonbury almost. What do you guys make of the? What do you guys make of that big red dude? I think he's. I mean, he looks like he's walking the other direction. Oh wow! I never thought of that. Yeah, because because Finn's like looking past him as they're going the other way. So I'm thinking he's just like someone who's just walking out of the house. Oh, you're, you're or whatever absolutely it is. right. So that's I, what I'm thinking. That he's is. just another cool effect to sell a toy. But <laughs> wow, Josh, you just blew my mind, Josh. I I thought he was going in with him, but you're I'm looking at it right now, and he does he's walking backwards. Huh. Yeah. Classic. Look at that. What do you know? I just saw, look at BB-8 look up at him and so cute. <laughs> I love I love that little guy so much already. You know, I just might, I just might have to, I might get one of you guys one of those BB-8s for Christmas. Oh, yeah, Christmas. Goodness in my heart. One of you though, not both. Oh. <laughs> I'll give it to my favorite one. You know who you are. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so next shot we get uh, again with. Uh, Something we've seen previously with Luke, or what looks yeah, like Luke, I'm, resting I'm his hand on R2-D2. fairly certain that is Luke. Everyone is freaking out that Luke is not in these trailers. Uh, we'll get to that uh, just a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, I can't help but notice the visual aesthetic is pretty similar between uh, the shot with Luke and R2, and then what looks like one of Kylo Ren's uh, posse getting onto, or landing with a bunch of people running around like crazy, and Captain Phasma. Arriving. She's so cool. And then, of course, the next shot is Kylo Ren slashing somebody with his lightsaber. Do you think those two scenes with Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma and then Luke, is that the same? I'm not sure about Luke, but definitely with uh, Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma, it's all the same. I think the one with Luke is different. I think it's just they kind of just look similar because these scenes, yeah, the ashes and the burning, like, environment. Versus, like, just Luke with, a, like, a campfire. So. Next oh, shot, next guys. Shot, this guys. is probably the most controversial and most discussed oh, no. part of the entire trailer. Ray, hashtag crying, in what I must note to be the same clothes she was wearing at the beginning of the trailer. 
So yeah. I'm assuming she showers and has an extra pair of clothes. Well, so this, I think this is the same day. I'm pretty sure in every Star Wars movie, they wear pretty much the same clothes throughout the entire movie. That's mm-hmm. true. Except for that weird moment with Lando started wearing yeah, Han's clothes. Yeah, he puts on Han's clothes at the end. That's weird. Any any make any predictions? Any ideas who she might be? Well, if you, I mean, if you, it's if you look on the right side, it's definitely like it looks like there's fur. Yeah, and I don't. Then, it can't. It can't be. It can't be chewy. Because the other side, it looks like there's a it's like a bag or something, leathery. I don't know. Some whoever this is or whatever happened is not good because she's she crying. Upset. Yep. Yeah. Why do you think it can't be Chewbacca? I don't. I just don't think he wants to think about it. No, I don't want. Do to you think know about how it. they killed Chewbacca in the old canon? Yep, he got hit by a moon, and that is why <laughs> we don't use that as by, canon like, anymore. Like a moon, moon? <laughs> An actual moon crushed him. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Speaking of next shot, we've got. Um, Han, Chewie, and uh, Mr. Finn with their Chewie arms over so their good. heads. Yeah, Notice the distinct lack of moons in this shot, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I gotta read uh, read whatever that is. So, pot, they, they have their heads, uh, heads, heads up to their heads, and then they bring them down. I think this is the scene where we first see Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I can see Could that. Be. He saves Could everybody because just look at Han's face. He's absolutely bewildered. He, he kind of it looks like he can't even believe his own eyes. But I feel like if he was seeing Luke, he'd be happy about it. Yeah. Or maybe concerned if he hasn't seen him in forever. Because I figure, I figure they're not going to see Luke. I mean, I don't think they're going to see him until the third act of the movie, and I don't think we're going to like. I think when where we meet him is going to be like where he is. I think they're going to they're going to find him. He's not going to kind of reveal himself. That's what I'm thinking, but I have no idea. This could be it too. So, very interesting. And then we got BB-8 chilling, uh, look, and what looks like to be the uh, the same ice planet. And who knows? There might be yeah. more of them. And what the next shot would make you believe would make you believe that it's Poe Dameron. He's Poe Dameron's right? I get what you're saying with yeah. that from earlier. And then some more space battles. <sighs> they look so good. I love it. Yeah. Cro- yep. Stormtroopers coming off of a ship, and then Ray mad about something in the in the forest. Which I should note the the picture of Kylo Ren was a picture of Kylo Ren was released with him lightsaber drawn in a forest. So this could be this could be that one hundred percent absolute. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of a different scene. I think I think Might this be. is part of. You can go ahead. I wasn't. I was done. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, uh, that. Do you remember that Instagram trailer they put out a while ago with mm-hmm. uh, Ray looking up? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, seeing, yeah. Yeah, I think I think this thing of Ray, kind of in the forest shooting a blaster at someone. I think they're kind of. I think they're like part of the same thing. I think maybe she's like she looks up, and then maybe someone there's like more of what she's seeing up there behind her. She turns around, she's shooting at someone. I don't know. I think they're part of the same scene. How cute is Daisy really, though? Ah, oh, so cute. Did you see? Did you see her reaction to the trailer? I did. It, it, oh my it, it God. made my life. Her and John Boyega both. Their reactions yeah. were just incredible. He like, he like me if I were a Star Wars movie. Awesome. 
He's like, yes, like, yes. yes. John Boyega is the coolest. Can I just say? Yes, I follow he's him awesome. on social media. He's so freaking cool. He's the coolest. Yeah. If he's a, a just, oh, man. If he was just a few inches taller, I'd be totally cool with him to be James Bond. Honestly. <laughs> he's just a little bit too short as it is. But I guess with camera tricky, you can get around that. But still, uh, love him. His uh, American accent is like really Legit. good too. Like for someone because he has a really thick British accent. And so that like it's so crazy how good his American accent is. Next shot, guys. Kylo Ren in the shot. We, we've seen this one a couple of times. Him turning the camera all dramatic, like yeah, with so his hand out, squeezing, squeezing an invisible orange, uh, <laughs> which are probably just messing people up. Then couple, another quick shot, some explosions. Don't know where that is. Han and Leia embracing. First time we've seen Leia, oh God. at least in an this official one, this trailer. One killed me. Really? Yeah, that got to me. I was like, I just when I saw that, I was just kind of like, I almost like felt I was so like, because I was already like, I was like heavy breathing, <laughs> tearing up, I was freaking out. <laughs> so when they got to this, and because this was because before this they were playing the um, the Han and Leia theme from Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. right. It was right? The most epic thing ever. Um, and then you finally see this, and it's just like, oh, just like it brings it all back. It's awesome. Okay, guys, now one more. This is my favorite here. little thing. We've seen the scene with both uh, with the with the little teaser that was released for some reason a few weeks ago of John Boyega with the lightsaber in the Force, and we saw uh, in the in the very first teaser Kylo Ren with his three pronged lightsaber. Now we kind of they're matched together. John, yep. John Boyega opens up his lightsaber. He Obviously a little like, bewildered. Kylo Ren with the mask off. He looks like he's saber. about to have his ass kicked. Wait, he's oh, his so face. Scared. I love his face. His face. That'll be. Will that be you guys on opening night? Pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah. I, honestly, I was disappointed. I was watching this with my roommate, or with my sweet mate, uh, during football. I explained to him what football is. And I was, as soon as that shot came off, or shot ended, and we saw the Star Wars logo, I just started yelling, Stinger, Stinger, Stinger. Like, there's got to be something like the Han and Chewie from last time. Right at the end of the credits, but no Stinger. We see some interesting footage. So now, guys, I'm going to grill you real, real quick. Yes or no, yes with or a brief no, explanation, are Han Solo and Rey related? Cody, you first. Um, I don't know. Uh, I didn't put much thought into this. Um, let's say yeah. Okay. Josh, you? <laughs> I'm going strictly based. Just know this is 100% BS. Um... That scene where he said Chewie were home from that second trailer, mm-hmm. same scene from where he was explaining maybe, maybe he's home, and I, I don't know, I got nothing. Yeah, no, I don't think so, no. Okay, Josh, what about you? I've been going back and forth with this for over a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I originally was like 100% yes, she's... Han's daughter, and then yesterday I flipped, and I said, no, she's Luke's daughter, but now I'm thinking more again, I thought about it more, and as of right now, I'm going she is Han's daughter, that's what I think. Okay, so we got a yes, yes. we got a no, 
I'm saying she's not Han and Leia's daughter, and she is not Luke's daughter. And who is she? She is an orphan who is scavenging on Jakku. That's who she is. Who is swept up in all this. Funny thing is, you're probably going to end up being right. No, that's what I think. It's more of those parallels. Like, because that's how Luke started. No, she's like... the, the one thing I've never understood with the whole Han, she's Han's daughter argument is if she's Han's daughter, why the heck is she on her own, on Jakku, scavenging? I, I have a theory about that. I'm so it was not a deadbeat. <laughs> In all honesty, though, he'd probably be a deadbeat. Oh, absolutely. But, Which um, is awesome. What was I going to say? Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, right. But my whole... my th- um, The thing is, they said... Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who produce, is producing all these movies, mm-hmm. um, she said that episode seven, eight, nine—it's the continuation of the Skywalker saga. And Ray is—it's pretty clear she's the main character or co-main character with um, Finn. So one of them has to be a Skywalker. At least I'm—unless I'm missing something from what she said. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she's part of the lineage, so that's just why I think she's Han's daughter. Okay. All right. Uh, next thing, Max von Sydow. Who the heck is he? I thought for I thought for a second before you opened my eyes, Josh. I thought he was that red droid uh, from earlier. Honestly, I did. I... They would not get Max von Sydow to play a droid. Could he be our Snoke? I thought Andy Serkis was Snoke. Yeah, Andy Serkis. possible. I don't follow this stuff. I just want to see the movie. That's, that's fine. <laughs> no um, ideas on... No predictions on Max von Um, I heard... I have no idea. Leader of the New Republic. Got it. All of my... Everything I assume is based on a bunch of rumors that I've heard over the last, like, three years. So the one thing I heard is that he... He's kind of like he's the person that Ray lives with. He's like this old guy that she kind of just, I guess he looks out for her or something. I don't know. I don't know how important he is to the story. I just know he's. That's my guess. I mean, it would make sense. So. Very interesting. And lastly, guys, Luke. Where the heck is he? Haven't seen him. We know he's there. We know he's in the movie. I haven't seen him though. I have, this is my, I actually, I was just, I put it out on Twitter about a couple hours ago, actually. I was just thinking about this after watching the trailer for what I think is maybe the 80th time now. Um, <laughs> um, my theory about Paul, the whole Luke thing is, um, I think Kylo Ren and Rey at, were, they are either siblings or cousins, or they... And they were close or raised together early on. And Kylo Ren went to the dark side. And, and, uh, er, forgot a point. Um, they're both, I guess one would be the uncle, or one would be the nephew of Luke. One would be the, they're both like something of Luke. Luke's mm-hmm. the one training them as Jedi. At some point, Kylo Ren goes off the deep end, turns to the dark side, and just like what Yoda did in 
episode three, uh, he goes into exile because he failed. That's what my theory is. And that Ray is kind of just, she kind of went off on her own because of what happened to her brother slash cousin, whatever. So that's what I think happened to Luke. I think he went off in exile because he tried to kind of bring the Jedi back, but instead he, you know, brought the dark side back. Interesting. Brought balance of the force. Um, um, no, I'm into that. I like that idea. Well, think... well, in 58 days, we'll find out, you guys. Oh. <laughs> Got through it. Tear free. Proud of y'all. Did it, everybody. <laughs> so as you can t- as you can obviously tell, no movie news this week. Everybody's smart enough to stay the heck away from the Star Wars machine, and uh, we do we do have a movie to talk about though. And who would have thought that Steven Spielberg would get completely overshadowed? Me. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Bridge of Spies. <laughs> Josh, let's start with uh, let's start with you. Some of your your uh, first impressions in the movie. Um. Just keep in mind, I'm like, I, I'm still like winded from all the Star Wars stuff, so I'm probably gonna, I might forget some stuff because yeah, I saw, I saw it, I saw it a few days ago, um, but it's kind of, like, it's kind of like gone at the back of my mind. But uh, I, I thought it was awesome actually, and uh, I wasn't, it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, I mean, Spiel, Steven Spielberg's my favorite director of all time, and Tom Hanks is my favorite actor of all time. So Different combination, yeah, yeah, and um, but for some reason, it just like. It looked it looked good. It just it wasn't something that was I was like I needed to see. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to watch a Spielberg movie, but I don't need to see every single one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I went to go see it, and I was like, "This is this is just." I mean, it's I have yet to see a Spielberg movie that I don't like. So keep in mind, I haven't seen all of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, great directing. Hanks gives an awesome performance. I, I really like the story. Um, the music by uh, Thomas Newman, who I really love. He did a great job. Um, just I thought it was a, just a really just just overall just like well made movie. The thing that actually came to my mind when it was over is just like because I didn't I was it's not like one of those movies where I'm like I need to see this again and I can't wait to watch this again. It's so great. It's a Spielberg classic. It's just like satisfying. It's just like gives you this like feeling it's just like that was a really great movie and it was well done and good job to everyone involved that's just how i thought about it okay cody what about you you? nah i wasn't as enthusiastic about it i liked it it was good tom hanks was great uh everyone was great i loved that uh the russian spy that he was defending mark rylance i want to be like him in real life (laughs) <laughs> Minus the communism, but um, no, it was it was good. Unlike you, Josh, when I got out of that movie, I was like, "All right, that was that was good." Okay, let's go. Um, no, it's I don't know what it was. I guess I was just expecting more, but I also didn't have very much expectations. I don't know. It was weird. I guess being a history major. And the Cold War being my favorite time period, it just it didn't do it for me. It's weird. Hmm. Mainly, I came out of that movie being confused as to why I didn't like it more. I feel like that's going like around, that's going quite, around a quite a bit. Um, uh, as for myself, as for this is actually because of Cold War plus Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks 
plus Spielberg. This is like my third or fourth most anticipated of the year. And I saw it on Sunday morning, uh, early Sunday afternoon. And I've, I think I finally figured it out, what I think about this movie. It is as good as a movie can be without being great. That's okay. the best way I, I can, can put I can it. It's kind of confusing. I, I, I mean, wrestle myself with it. It's just, it hits all the marks really, really well, but it doesn't have that one part of it, that performance or that that great, great scene. Nothing stands out. Yeah, push it over the top. Yeah, it seems, I, I think the, the clearest comparison you can make with this movie is something like Lincoln. Where Which is Lincoln, also Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you take away Daniel Day-Lewis and his incredible performance and you add Liam Neeson, for example, who's going to play the role, it'd be a lot like Bridge of Spies because it has Day-Lewis. It's just, it's it's got the foundation of being really, really good plus a great X-Factor performance. This is kind of how I, how I view it. No, I'm only 100% on that. I agree. I agree. I don't want. I don't. I don't want the gun. I don't want gunfights and the stuff. That kind of stuff to make this movie not what it is. But I just needed something else. Basically, when I came out of that movie, for those of you that don't know, all of our six listeners, um, I'm going to be a history teacher when I grow up. So I was like, all right, that's a good Christmas movie. You know, let's show that before Christmas break. Catch y'all later. <laughs> I'm gonna go grade some papers. But yeah, I just I wanted. I guess I wanted more. I just don't know what I wanted more of. I don't know. I mean, I I kind of get where you guys are coming from because I mean, this isn't this isn't like again, this isn't in like Spielberg. This isn't one of those movies where it's like Jurassic Park or Schindler's List or like Munich. It's not like on that level. Because it's, it's, but even when it's like, to me, it's like even when Spielberg makes a movie that's just good, it's better than most other movies that are just good. It's kind of like Shutter Island from a few years ago, where even if it's not great Scorsese, it's still a peg or two above everything else. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love Shutter Island. And uh, just a quick note of trivia for you guys. Another thing that attracted me to this film is the character of uh, Tom Hanks's oldest daughter. Do you remember her? She was only mm-hmm. a few scenes. That is actually yeah. Bono's daughter. IRL. Really? True story. Eve Hewson. She's going to be... She's actually getting pretty big. She's going to be a name in a few years. But lovely girl. Yeah. So is her dad. But, uh, <laughs> some dislikes, you guys. I'm sorry. I love Bono, okay? If you don't know that by now, you got to wake up. Me um, like you too. Shut up. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. They're like a band, right? I'm gonna change our <laughs> intro music to Cedarwood Road. I don't even care. You guys are. Mad. <laughs> no, it's gotta be. Oh god, what song? Streets with no name. Where the streets have no name. Where the streets have no name. Or uh, Sunday think... Bloody Sunday. Or in the name of love. Is that him? Yeah, it's a, it's a single YouTube song. Killing me. All right. Uh, what are some? Uh, I mean. We kind of we t- sort of touched upon it, but what are some dislikes that you guys have? Some things that it just that didn't really 100% work for you that could be better. Um, honestly, I mean, I again, I just I thought it was a great movie. Um, the only I mean, I didn't really have any flaws. To me, it was just overall well. But then the only thing I said is, um, 
I think it, maybe a couple times it, the pacing was a little too slow. It just dragged mm-hmm. a little bit. But that's honestly that's it. It was just a few moments where I was like, okay, let's let's get going. But other than that, I didn't have any problems. Well, again, like I said, I don't know. I didn't like this movie anymore. I don't know what it was about it. Um, hmm. And again, such a weird movie. Like no, not many people are too just over the moon with it, and nobody's saying it's bad. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's, just so, it's, it's too good, and I hate that. I hate it for that. I can't really. Because this, I mean, this has a ninety-three or ninety-two on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because it's a Steven Spielberg history movie, though. Let's be serious. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I mean, name the last like Spielberg movie that like people were raving about. Crystal Skull. Best movie ever made. Now, uh, um, raving about probably Lincoln, um, if anything. Lincoln, yeah. that was 2011 or 2012, 12. I think. It, then, did he make a movie before that? Or in between those made, two? I mean, he puts out a movie like every year. Yeah, no, every Lincoln, right in the Bridge of Spies. Yeah. So. So. It's interesting. Make fun movies again, Stephen, please. Yeah, he's got the BFG, which I'm not excited about, and then Ready Player One coming out. I'm. So excited for Ready Player One. I think it's going to be kind of his his big, his next big adventure movie. So I'm really looking forward to that. He's also got a movie coming down the pipes called It's What I Do about a photographer. Uh, I think I heard about that. It's going to be starring Jennifer Lawrence, of course. Awesome. That'll be be something else. Yeah, it's it's movies... No, guys, it's just, it's so tricky. It's, I can't, I really, I honestly can't think of another movie like this that's just so good, but yet you just, you can't really say much about it. It just It's is. just, it's not, it's, it's, it's good. You can, rec- you can appreciate how well made it is. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't stick with you. Uh-huh. Is that what I'm getting? Absolutely. I, I, I can kind of see that. It's not like, because to me, that's kind of what it is, but even then, it's like, it's still really well made, and I really, well, I, I enjoy well that. I had a great time while I was sitting and watching it. So, mm-hmm. immaculately shot too. Look, movie looks fantastic. Oh yeah, that scene at the end with the the bridge of spies, if you would. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I love the. Um, I thought the. Uh, I don't know if maybe it was more the chemistry or just the rate of the relationship between um, Tom Hanks's character and the. Um, the Soviet that he was protecting. Yeah. The spot, yeah. He was my yeah. favorite character in that movie. I almost yeah, I feel, thought, like, I feel like that, that probably should have been the center point of the movie is that relationship. They kind of, I mean, it, it was a big part of it, but at the end of the day, he, Tom Hanks is defending somebody who's more than likely a Soviet spy. And he sort of just, he brushes it off. I'm not saying he brushes it off, but. <laughs> He yeah. is kind of cool I mean, with it. Like, he's fine that this guy did these things. Yeah, but it's like, I kind that's kind of what I liked. It's like, because my whole thing was, I really, because I just, I liked the character. And part of it is just, it's Tom Hanks. He's my favorite mm-hmm. actor ever. Oh, so I'm going to like, I'm going to like him, even if he's playing, I could like him if he's playing <laughs> Hitler. Like, oh my I, God. I want that, I want <laughs> that movie. That movie. Oh, man. Do you, have a, do you have a screenplay software on your computer? You write that? Yeah. Yes. Get that to me. I want a comedy about Hitler, kind of like in that Mo Brooks movie, but not a play. <laughs> oh my God. 
Tom Hanks um, is Hitler. That's something else. But uh, yeah, I just I like the character because it was kind of like this guy. Just he just wants he believes that even someone like this deserves justice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like he's, he's, just, he's, a, he's just a he's just a person that wants to do the right thing. But at the but same, at time, same time, the people that are kind of getting down on him and are mad that he's defending a spy, you can kind of see where they're coming from. I, also, I if you look through I, the lens of a 1950s American, communism is literally the worst thing ever. That's true. Yeah, think, yeah. because the thing is, I'm watching this as someone who is living in 2015. And <laughs> Knows that the Soviets I have no idea what, it was, what this stuff was like. So, I mean, I don't know. I just because because when there was the one scene where um, it's not really a spoiler, but um, he's walking. He walks out of it after the person throws a brick through his window, or no, they don't throw a brick. Uh, they shooting through his window. Um, do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the the police come, and then that one cop goes up to him and just like starts like threatening him and like asking right. him what his deal Why is. Why are you doing it? I'm just like, oh, yeah. I was like, watch, I was staring at that cop and I'm just like, dude back off like he's just doing what he thinks is right like come on that's just how i felt like towards all the other people i'm just like give the guy a break do you think this is a movie that's gonna it's is it gonna hit much better with older audiences who were uh definitely i think they'll appreciate it more yeah absolutely like my grandparents would love this thing so now, my my theater was I was by far the youngest person in my theater. But then again, who who else but old people are up at eleven o'clock on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, sure. So that's true. That's true. So guys, uh, what do you think? Since since it is fall, we've done this last uh, last few times. What are this movie's Oscar chances? Do you think, or what categories does is it looking good for? I, I think it. I mean, I kind of feel like it could go under the rug, like Sicario might. But I mean, this is a Spielberg movie. Maybe it'll it'll probably get another push come January December time. Um, Tom Hanks probably has a chance. He always has a always chance. Has a chance. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, I think Tom Hanks could get a ch- Oscar nomination for Best Actor. Uh, Spielberg for Best Director. Um, those are the only two that really come to mind. Maybe cinematography, even though it, I thought it was great. It just didn't blow that part didn't like blow me away or anything. Um, but actor and director, um, maybe supporting actor for. The guy I keep I keep forgetting his name. What's the guy's name again? Mark Rylance. Yeah, I think maybe he could get a supporting actor. So he, did, he, was, very, he very was very very good. Yeah, and it was. Oh, it by the way, I know this is. You guys may not appreciate this the way I do, but awesome to see Alan Alda just in general. He is the coolest person ever, and I who? love that guy. Who is he? The guy from Mash. I've never seen Mash. Yeah, you lost me, buddy. That's one of my favorite shows, man. <laughs> I love Alan Alda. He is just the coolest person. Who did ever. he? Who did he play in the movie? Uh, he, was uh, he was the, the older guy. Older he was, guy. He was Waters, Waters, one of Tom Hanks's Tom boss Hanks's boss bosses. Oh. He was at the first oh. meeting when they asked. Oh, him to... I know who you're yeah. talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he was, in, like uh, yeah, he was in the Aviator, in the aviator. Back, back way back when. Oh, okay. And uh, the Longest uh, Ride, one of my favorite films of the year. No, the movie's horrible. When I heard, didn't see it. So, uh, so uh, Cody, what about you? Any 
any any any for Academy Award Oscars? I don't. I don't think it's going to perform very well at the Oscars. Tell you the truth. Oh really? Why? Because I didn't like it? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is, uh, if this is pushed back... A... No, this is kind of Oscar bait, you're right. Yeah, it's, totally... um, it's a history movie, so... Yeah. I mean, I think maybe it'd be getting more... Maybe more people would be talking about it if it wasn't so overshadowed by a certain other movie's trailer. Trailer that just... The same we, should have done, we should have done the review of this movie first, to tell you the truth. Honestly, that's what I've been thinking for the last like, because, half hour. Uh, it's, it's tricky. And I was trying to, I was trying to figure out what the what the heck to say about the darn thing, but it's just. Right. So, <laughs> I should have thought about it. We talk more about stormtroopers. Like, come on. Yeah, more stormtroopers and British spies, please. And those stormtroopers are really cool. Uh, um, yeah. Again, strange I just, movie. I thought it was really, I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, honestly, I mean, I can't say this is like one of my favorites yeah. of the year, like a personal favorite, yeah. but it's like. To me, it's like one of the most well-made movies of the year. It's just a film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a film. This is <laughs> yes, yes, it's a film, which is much more. Much no, more I get it. I, I, I than a differentiate movie. movies between films and movies oh, do you, too. So. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I just, do. I just sometimes I call it a film. Sometimes I call it. A movie. I think film is art, and movies are just entertainment. By the way, since I want to bring this to your attention, guys, because I re- I read this. Um, a couple days ago, and it just, it, it absolutely baffled me. Rolling Stone ranked Steven Spielberg's movies. I did see that list, what? and some of it I agree with, and some of it I think they're on crack. I was, exactly, I was just about to say that. I was like, okay, what are you doing, Rolling Stone? Are you legit on crack? For instance, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is number 24 of 29. Can we just... Can we just... You're 24 of 29. It's in the bottom five. I mean, my th- that on those on the Indiana Jones movies, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan, so I don't really. It's have much well, it's behind I mean, the I, I, I Jurassic think... Park: The Lost World. Okay. In what universe is that okay? Here's my question. I like is I number like the one Jurassic Park. Um. Oh yeah. By the way, I think Saving was... Private Ryan lower than War of the Worlds. That's cool. No, Jurassic Park is okay, that's, that's Jurassic Park is 16. Well, this is dumb. Yeah, then. it's be- it's below Sugarland <laughs> Express, Amistad, and Duel. I think was Jaws the number one. It was either Jaws or ET. Lincoln is I number think. eight. Uh, Empire of the Sun is number seven because people remember that. Minority AI is Minority on this list. number six. ET is five, which I hate that movie so much. Catch me if you can. Oh my god, are you serious? I, I hate that movie. Oh my god, it's it's one of my favorite movies of I'm all sorry. time. It's my favorite Spielberg movie. Hate that movie. Oh god, Catch I love me it. if you can at number four. Schindler's List at number three. Jaws at number two. Raiders of the Lost Ark number one. Okay, uh, it's okay. The top five is okay. Ra- guys, Raiders but. of the Lost Ark is good. That can say where it is. So what? I I guess we we know the answer for you, Josh. But Cody, what's your favorite Spielberg movie? Um. Oh, I don't know. I do like Raiders of the Lost Ark quite a bit, but Jurassic Park. Nice. Mine's actually uh, Catch Me If You Can. It's a top ten of mine. It's that movie's Wait, where's weird. Jurassic Park on this list? Sixteen. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? Sixteen. All right, this is the stupidest list I've ever read. Like, I know all like things are subjective, but if you have no. if you have Last Crusade at twenty four of twenty nine on on the best Steven Spielberg movie list, that's just how. I'm sorry. I love I love I love Last Crusade. That's an incredible incredible movie. But for it to be lower, to be 
than the Sugarland Express or Tintin or Warhorse. That's War Jurassic Park is behind Tintin. That's so dumb. Like why? And the fact that Saving Private Ryan comes uh is they think that what's that freaking War of the Worlds is better than Saving Private Ryan. I I lost some serious guys. And who wrote this? Who's this guy? Can we go and like burn his house down? Like God damn. Okay, you can blame. Uh, let's see. Bilge A. Ebry. I'm trying to. Yeah, he he ranked it himself. He ranked it himself. Tweet at Bilge Ebry. I'm gonna do that right now and tell him that I hate him. You're dumb I'm gonna be an internet troll for the first time ever. That's just stupid. You're not trolling. You're just telling the truth. That's just oh my. he's English. Do you think him being English has anything to do with it? Jealous. He's just jealous. But anyways, guys, now that we've gotten that out of our system, God, what a horrible list. Uh, uh, let's do some grades here. Cody, you go. Uh, you go first. We do numbers, right? Seven and a half. Josh. I'm going big. I'm going nine. Ooh. Uh, all right. Um, I'm gonna s- I'll stick with an eight. I feel like this is this is a stereotypical eight kind of movie. So, right. So, <laughs> probably the best, but mo- and most underwhelming movie of all time. <laughs> Incredible. All time. No, Josh, is this how? Did you say this is? Is this anywhere near top five of the year? Since your highest on? Um, top top five, maybe 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 make my number ten. Okay. Okay, that's respectable. It's gonna get moved down yeah. a little bit though. It's gonna get moved down a little bit though. Time goes on. Yeah. Certain, letterbox? Certain something's coming soon. No, I use uh, IMDb. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. Flick chart's also pretty cool. Flick you can get the hang of it. I haven't heard of that one. It's interesting. It puts uh, it puts one movie against each against the other, and you pick it, and it compiles your favorite movies list based on those picks, like a head-to-head kind of thing. I'll try that. It wastes a lot of time, and if you've seen a lot of movies, you'll be there for six hours. But it's interesting. So, guys, let's uh, let's move to the end here. What have you been watching this week? What have you been ingesting from a media perspective? Um. I guess I'll go first. Um, I've I've two things. One, I'm just gonna do a little quick because it's Star Wars again. Gosh. So, but the other thing is different. I yeah. uh, just just want to point out uh, last uh, Wednesday, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the animated show, uh, came back. It's awesome, great first episode. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should be watching this show. It's awesome. Um, but the other thing I watched um, is I watched this. Like an hour after we finished recording last week, um, I watched the original, not the original, uh, the 2005 Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've watched it for the first time in like, I can't remember the last time I watched this thing. I think it's been like 10 years. Um, And honestly, I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. I remember on your Twitter, you were kind of digging it. I didn't, I didn't, I can't say I liked it, but, like, there were parts of it where, like, I kind of, I was kind of enjoying it. It's, it made, honestly, I, it's probably from seeing this year's Fantastic Four that made me appreciate <laughs> it more, because that movie, oh, that movie, holy, oh my god, that movie is horrible. Anyway, um, but yeah, I didn't mind it. I kind of want to go and watch so, the sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
uh, soon if I get a chance. I like it. I like Silver Surfer. You do? Pretty good. Well, not it's it's like Um, five, which in that is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, because because I give this like a I give this like a six. I think it's okay. It's decent. It's it's nothing special. Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it deserves the hate that it gets from some people. So. Well, uh, here, let me get let me challenge you here, Josh. Name one thing non Fantastic Four that Eon Grafund has ever done. He was in hundred and two Dalmatians. Wow. I'm glad you know that. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember him from. Who's has any has any actor fallen off the face of the earth quicker than that guy? Who was that? He was Mr. Fantastic. Oh, was he really? <laughs> um, falling off the earth faster than that. No? Yeah, really no one. He, he wasn't even on the earth for that long to begin with. It's like, oh, he can, he can probably do gray sideburns. Let's hire him. Oh, look, it's that guy. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Mr. Fantastic. He used to be Birdman. <laughs> That would be, that'd be so great if he was played so the role Birdman. <laughs> great. All right, uh, Cody. What about you? What have you been up to this week? I'm also gonna do two things. Okay, that's cool. I've been watching Arrow, that CW show about the Green Arrow, and it's incredible. I love it. I'm so into it. I'm on the third season now. How many is, does it have? Uh, I think they're on their fourth. Like, they're currently airing the fourth season. I'm watching it on Netflix. Just just curious, how far into the third season are you? I'm in, like, three episodes in. Okay, it hasn't, it hasn't gone down the hill yet. Okay. Oh, gosh. Don't say that. I'm preparing you. Yeah. Let me discover that as I play Star Wars Battlefront 2 while pretending to watch it. Um, but that's not my other thing. <clears throat> As you guys might remember, I'm a fan of Metal Gear now, mm-hmm. and I just beat Metal Gear Solid 3 about an hour before we started recording, and the game's a masterpiece. Go and play it, if you can. It was so good. I almost cried. What system is that on? You can get it on PlayStation 3. Oh, okay. If you have a, uh, a Vita, you can get it on that, too. It's also on Xbox 360. I'm going to buy a Vita. Um, yes, you can get it on Xbox 360. And that's, yeah, that's about it. I think you can even get it on Nintendo 3DS. Interesting. They ported that game everywhere. But, yeah, play it if you can. It's really good. Cool. And uh, I'll finish up here. Stumble upon. Stumble upon. Stumble upon is the coolest website ever. You, you make an account. You scroll through a bunch of different random stuff that you like. You click it. You press the stumble button, and it just takes you to a random website pertaining to that. And if you like something, you can like something and save it in you know a list of just really interesting sites that, that you like. If you give it a thumbs down, the site doesn't take you to places like that anymore, and it's just the coolest thing ever. I love wasting time on it. And ah, uh, could not recommend stumble upon enough. It's cool. Please sponsor us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That's yeah. cash, <laughs> money in the bank. That's our salaries. <laughs>
I know, I'm serious though. That, know, that website is just so freaking cool. All the the games, especially, the they have the. Games, there's this game called Sugar Sugar, where like I don't know, sugar falls from the top of the screen, and you have to like draw lines to get it in cups, and you like you have to get 80 pieces of sugar in one, and then like 40 in one that's in a different spot. It's really really cool. But stumble upon, amazing site. So guys, uh, interesting episode. We got some Star Wars. Yeah. We got some British spies. And Quite fun. Quite fun. Includes another episode of the Star Wars cast. Cool. <laughs> you said we're so we're gonna do the Star Wars retrospective yeah. in the two weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, programming note. Next week we're gonna talk about okay. uh, Steve Jobs. So that'll be a very interesting okay. conversation. And then the week after, not really much out. Or let, I think is interested. We're interested in. So that week we're we're talking about all six Star Wars. So. Oh god, I gotta watch all six Star Wars. Yeah, I've been rewatching. Um, them because I'm doing reviews of them on my blog. Yeah. Um, so I'm about to rewatch Return of the Jedi. So <sighs> maybe I'll have time to squeeze in the prequels, but I'm really more concerned with uh, yeah. the original. Three. We're just gonna we're just gonna slam the prequels anyway. So you probably don't even need to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, mess- I'm just gonna watch the Phantom Edit. I don't even want to watch all of them. Just, pull, just watch okay. clips on YouTube of scenes that you kind of like. Have you guys ever watched the Phantom Edit? Honestly, I don't really, I can't really watch any of those, like, fan-made, like, fixing mm. of any of them. Because it don't, you can't get rid of, Qui-Gun. you can't change Qui-Gun. the dialogue, you can't get rid of stupid characters. And you, you can't get rid of... <laughs> you can't cut like, out Jar Jar, though. So, yeah, you can. That's, that's pretty nice. But, I mean, there's only so much you can wow. do. They also cut out Qui-Gun, though, so... Which is a good call. Qui-Gun should have never been in that movie, Qui-Gun let's all be honest. Yeah. We'll yep. get into that, though, in, we'll uh... Get into that, though. In just a couple of weeks, so everybody, you can follow us on at RealFlex on Twitter, and it'll, it'll, through that you'll see all all of our personal feeds. So be sure to to give a follow, except for Cody, who hates everybody. Uh, no, you can follow me. <laughs> just just know not if you're going to employ me. He tweets a lot of a <laughs> lot of racially insensitive things. So just be aware. Basically, I'm a Nazi. If you're PC, do um, not do not give that a follow. <laughs> No. You're the <laughs> first. You're the only Twitter account I've ever found that's ex- that's rated explicit. It's very interesting. But, uh... Oh yeah, with uh, such racially insensitive tweets such as Metal Gear Solid Three is an actual masterpiece. Some guy who edited the uh, Spectre poster to say vapor. Oh my god! As in... <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. That's my favorite. Oh my god. Oh, that's that's incredible. Oh, you were the. Yeah, I was kind of mad at um, Fandango last night. So I guess if you're Fandango, if you identify as Fandango, I'm sorry. A lot of hate tweets coming from uh, come from Cody. So I guess everybody, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. So long from the Real Flex Podcast. Bye. See you.